and you are listening to the G.O.W. podcast because, you know, we always like to do it with a little hardcore country. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. As always, as you are truly the 29-year-old piece of gold of the franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the GOW's resident tribal chief. And with me as always, I got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, two, three. Pin that ass down, K Breezy, aka King Two Gold in the building. Brother, how you doing? Man, I'm good, man. You know, today's a special day, man. So I am excited and I am happy. So, man, let's not waste. Let's get into it, man. And tell the people right, who we got. Introducing again to the second time for the uh, on the GOW. She is WWE multi-time women's champion, former Impact Knockouts champion, the forever champion in my heart, hardcore country, Mickey James. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, great, great. So, Tuco, I know you had some things you want to get off your chest. You want to talk to the champ first really quick. I, well, well, we're on the last rodeo. Uh, you know, well, as I say, that this is the last rodeo for you. Uh, you have your match with uh, Jordan Grace for the Knockouts Championship, career versus championship match. And you guys had this tag team match where I know you and uh, Tasha Steeles have she, – she's been kind of having your number. And and you you this is something you've been – well, you know, not 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 just having your number, but just someone who's you know just she, really been that thorn in your side. She has and and, and she reminds me of that all the time. Oh, lo- loves to, loves, to, right? She, and she loves, and the fact that you know she wanted, you know, she she didn't feel that you deserved it, and you know your 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 championship opportunity was on the line. But of course, because Jordan got the hot tag, the blind tag on you, of course she got the she got the pin in the match. What, what what was going on for you at the end of that match? Um, I think I was insulted. I was insulted because, first off, Jordan mm-hmm. had already kind of expressed uh, her lack of faith in me and the fact that she thought that I could beat Tasha in the first place. And, right. um, you know, obviously the tensions are high because going into Hard to Kill, the stakes are high. But right. I also um, want Jordan to respect me, you know, and... Um, it would have meant a lot for me to shut Tasha up for good. And the fact is, is I didn't really get to shut her up, did I? Because Jordan tagged herself in and shut her up for me. And I don't need anyone to do anything for me, you know, if I'm right. Uh, and that could be stubbornness. Some could say that's stubbornness, but it's also, you know, a kind of a point to prove because now Tasha can continue to walk around and say that I never beat her. And she's mm. not lying because I didn't beat her. Speaking of hard to kill, so last year this time, you know, what a difference a year makes, right? Last year, you were fighting Deanna Perrazzo in a Texas, you know, death match. And now, fast forward a year later, you know, we're talking about the last rodeo. It's career versus title, you versus Jordan Grace. Uh, And Jordan, somebody much like you, even though her career isn't quite as extensive as yours, has become really synonymous with Impact Wrestling, but women's wrestling in general. Mm -hmm. Breaking the fourth wall a little bit here. I understand storyline-wise this career versus title, but say if this is Mickey James' last match for now, behind the scenes, how much of this was your input 
or was it just a, a circumstance of the fact she's the champion? Um, well, I think that she's held on to that championship uh, parallel to this last rodeo this whole time, and she's had some phenomenal matches. I've, wa- I've in fact, went back and watched a lot of them just so I can study her uh, going into this match. But, um, you know, I think that she doesn't want to lose that championship because it's, you know, she's a strong champion, and I think she's yes. done a remarkable job of representing that knockouts world championship as representing. And that's kind of the truth of it is when you are champion, you're representing the whole division and she's done a great job of representing the division while she's been champion. And I'm sure she doesn't want to lose it, you know? Um, And I'm sure she's thinking like, if she can be the one to retire Mickey James, that's a pretty great notch to put in her belt. Um, The fact Jordan and I have never faced each other. We've never, I mean, that us being tag partners for the first times we've even really ever been in the ring together. So, um, obviously I think, um, you know, it just kind of worked out. It worked out that way. I was willing Mm -hmm. to take on whoever the championship, the champion was by the time this moment came and, you know, Jordan had just beat Masha and, and she's, um, She's watched me on this last rodeo and she knew that that was the end. Like what, what I really wanted was to work my way up the roster. And I, and I, I'm grateful that she realized that, or she felt anyway, that I had worked my way through the roster enough and it was time. Um, and, you know, maybe that is due to some of the fact of, uh, you know, we haven't faced each other and she's defended her championship this whole time while she's watched me do this. And so, you know, I don't, I didn't really know who else I could beat or how much more. I mean, there's obviously other women on the roster, very talented yeah. women. Um, right. But yeah, I, it just kind of worked itself out that way. And it is kind of crazy now, you know, fast forward, that was a year ago. Yeah, already. <laughs> we're going into this one and, you know, that was the Texas death match and, and it was crazy and a type of match that I'd never been in before. And I feel like, come the 13th in Atlanta, it's going to be another crazy match and one that I've never been in before because I've seen how hard she hits and I see how she wrestles and uh, I got to prepare myself, my mind and my body for that. You you say prepare yourself. Are you really truly prepared for retirement? If not, not, not putting it on you that you're going to lose because you're hardcore country. We believe that you're going to win, but are you prepared for retirement are you prepared to not wrestle anymore um i go on a roller coaster with it because it has been my identity for the last not my complete identity but it's what i'm the best at it's what um i've dedicated my life to and my passion and my heart to and and given up a lot of things in order to be successful at um I don't know what I'm as good at as I am as wrestling. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't like really prepared for it. Here's the thing. It's like, I I do believe in that mental game. And if I go in there thinking next chapter or thinking that I'm going to lose, I've already lost, you know? So I can't even think that or put that in the forefront um, as even a possibility. And, um, I know that eventually I'm going to have to think about that and uh, I'm open to options. I'm open to options, but okay. right okay. now I think all I can do is look in front of me, you know, and look what's right mm. in front of me. And then come mm. the 14th, we'll know 
what that decision is going to have to be, whether it's next chapter or next champion. Speaking of, like he said, prepare, and you said you got to look forward, but in order to look forward, you need to know from where you came. And when you look at how you came up in this business and the men and the women, you've outlasted longevity wise in the ring. And some would even say last two years, maybe arguably two of your best years. How does it feel to know as long as you've been in this game, some people still consider you the very best at what you do? Oh, that's very, I feel I'm very grateful uh, that they would think that because now more than ever, and there's been incredible women all along, you know, this journey um, that I've been able to step in the ring with, but now more than ever, the, the talent out there is even thicker than it's ever been. And there's some great, great women out there. There's great men out there too, but I, you know, obviously I remain in the women's division. So that's who I pay the most attention to as far as competition goes. And, um, to still be considered one of the best when you have all these women and that are given opportunities that, you know, we prayed for. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool. And the fact that I can still be a part of the locker room environment through all of this, I think it's pretty awesome, you know, and, and I cherish those moments in the locker room with these girls as much as hopefully they cherish them with me. And, um, they're not going to be lasting too much longer, but it's, uh, I just want to make the most out of it while I can. Really quick, uh, looking back, you know, on, on your days of impact, what, what are some of the, you know, we, we have hard to kill pay-per-view coming up. You've, you've made your mark last year, as we've already talked about. What are some of the matches that you, that you, that are the most, the matches that you, you got to go back and just watch because those are the ones that's like, man, you know, there's just something about that one match or if, if you just have a couple on, you know, that you can um, think of. No, I go, I mean, I struggle to watch my matches back for, because I'm a perfectionist and I hate, well, I hate everything that I do. And I just sit there and tear, like just nitpick myself apart. Well, not just, just, not just, not just your matches, but other people's matches also. Oh, well, as far as, I mean, well, for my matches, I was going to say, like, I still can go back and watch that uh, Clockwork Orange House of Fun match that I did um, against Jeff Jarrett and like the early days TNA, uh, because that was something that women just weren't doing at the time. And I was the first and only woman to do it for almost a decade. There was, you know, um, yeah. So I watched that match back. I watched that match back with Deanna from Hard to Kill, uh, you know, the Texas death match. I mean, mm-hmm. that was pretty awesome. I, honestly, every time I've been in there with Deanna, it's been awesome. Like, right. she might be one of the greatest opponents I've ever been in there with. As far as tit for tat, that balance of two different styles, of two different mm-hmm. generations kind of really going at it. Um, obviously, the WrestleMania match against Trish – will always stand up there just because of the butterflies and the emotions I can still feel in especially like specific moments when, you know, that was the first time winning the championship was my first WrestleMania. And there's times that I got lost in the match and lost in my emotions and lost in the moment. And um, I can still do that to this day. And I can still go back to those. Um, The cage match with Lisa, with Tara at the time, you were the main event of the show and a double segment cage match. And it was probably my first cage match since women extreme wrestling, like on the independent, you know, (laughs) it was a long time since I had been in a cage and to do that dive off the top of the cage, which was used forever as clips. 
Um, always, because that's that, yeah. was a, that was a nice time. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Falls Count Anywhere <laughs> match with Melina, like that match was dope, and it was that was something that they weren't really doing a whole lot of at the time. So for her and I to be able to do a Falls Count Anywhere right, match right. right throughout the entire arena, just and, that roughness of seeing two women just yeah. you, you so never really it. got to see it right. And, yeah, and just loved yeah. It. because it was very much going into that diva era too, where they were kind of backing off of the women's wrestling as yeah. much and. Um, so she and I were really like, we were kind of, she was a hellcat anyway. And I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but we would just, we were, uh, unforgiving to each other. We would yeah. sometimes not even apologize later because we had such a, a relationship like that, that it was just mm -hmm. wild. And, um, but she always brought out the best of me. She really did. Uh, mm -hmm. and my whole feud with Beth Phoenix, I mean, I could just sit here and Love go on. I think what, right great is that i like every female especially storyline wise the michelle mccool and layla uh beth and uh, they all held a special place in my heart because they were very different mm -hmm. human beings and they were very different performers and athletes and so the types of matches and the types of uh things that it brought out of you were always different so they're each right. special in their own way because of you're not going to get that same chemistry with each person everything's it's always going to be a little bit different mickey a couple more questions before we let you go i want to get really really honest with you oh. professional wrestling <laughs> do you think mickey james will leave professional wrestling a better place than she found it yes yes i do because that was the whole you know once i got into wrestling and i i realized what i was jumping into the yeah. first and how different it was and how much I loved it and how passionate I was for it, but how I really like yearned for women to be seen as credible, equal talents, because I trained with all men. There weren't a lot of women training. There weren't a lot of women leaders at that time, uh, like helping to mold the next generation. And now all of that is changing so much. Um, but the whole, purpose was to leave it that's what my trainer told me was you got to yeah. leave the business better than you found it and if you if you're not doing that then you're not doing your job so if i can't do that then i will never say my career was all for nothing but if i couldn't leave it and and even i'd say that i've already in some ways done that yes. um then i kind of misstepped along the way somehow you know well oh, most definitely uh but with with you <clears throat> With there being a leader and and Jordan Grayson being that leader of the new, uh, the new women going forward and, and impact, and you having this match with her, uh, and I and I think I kind of asked you this earlier, but just kind of want to just really get back to it for the, for your match. Um, what is your preparation for her? You know that you know she's she's big, she's strong, she's fast. She is not like any other woman not not too many you know there's only maybe maybe, right. maybe been one or two she's of her breed. she's cut from a different right. and there's the reason why she's the champion you know uh and she's hard to beat clearly um there's no way i'm gonna hit, be able to hit as hard as jordan i'm not as strong as jordan um and there's no way that you know in 11 days or 10 days or whatever it is away now yeah. Right. I'm going to be that strong. I'll never be that strong. You know, I, mm. I do know that I feel that when it comes down to business and when it comes mm. down to in that ring, I've been doing this a long time and mm. I, 
I'm like a, you know, not even like a professor or a doctor or whatever you would call it of the business, but I've learned every facet of it, you know, from grappling to shooting to wrestling to entertaining. And I, you know, to, to the high flying stuff, do I do it all? No, because it doesn't really represent me, but it doesn't mean I can't yeah. if I have right. to, you know, right. it doesn't mean that I won't because I have, but um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, but I've all, I have been strength training obviously because I'm going to have to be in there next with her. Um, I've doing right. like been doing a lot of mind and body training and mentally preparing myself because you have to train your mind just as hard as you train your body. You know, you right. really do, especially in this business. Um, but yeah, that's all I can do is just prepare myself mentally and physically. Well, speaking of prepare, we got career versus title said it already. We got Mickey James versus Jordan Grace Friday the 13th, Ooh. center stage, Atlanta, Georgia. Again, a year away from the classic match that you and Deanna Perrazzo had. Mickey, I know you got to get ready to go. We know you have other obligations. Any final words you would like to share before we get out of here today? Well, I just want to say thanks to my fans who have followed me this whole time and who have stuck by me. Um, it really has meant a lot to me to, from Alexis Lurie to Mickey James to Hardcore Country and this last rodeo. It really has been a phenomenal ride. And thank you to my haters for hating. Because if oh, you, yeah. that oh, hate yeah. fools me and I want to prove you wrong and I appreciate it. I appreciate you putting a fire underneath my butt to make me fight that much harder. So thank you mm -hmm. to those. And, and, you know, I just, my family and my husband, you know, who support me and help me be able to keep doing this dream, you know, um, and wrestling business, man. Like, I don't know what I would have done in life without wrestling. Where would I be now? I don't know. But probably well, training courses somewhere and being <laughs> awesome as a human being let's face it but yes you know <laughs> and being hardcore country and, and, right, and, and i and i don't think we could have gotten anyone to exactly like you because you definitely you definitely came in in a different way and you made a you made your own mark and and you've been on a, a hell of a run and honestly i don't want to see it in i don't believe it will end i believe we will see a new knockout women's champion uh, January 13th, I believe. Uh, and we I, we will have no more uh, further talk of this possible retirement. But <laughs> it's just been an honor of uh, to just watch you in your over your career, just be the so many different, you know, be able to, as we say with, uh, you know, with Chris Jericho, just somebody who's able to evolve and reinvent themselves time and time again. And you have definitely been uh, like one of those catalysts. You are definitely a renaissance. You, you definitely. Yeah of this business and it's been an honor to see that thank you so much it really means a lot i appreciate it yes and with that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you for taking the time to tune in i am your host the 29 year old piece of go he is also your host king too cold and she is my forever champion hardcore country mickey james see you guys later